Welcome to the Barely Living Dread Girls podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And that was your big name reveal. We are so excited to be your uh, Barely Living Dread Girls. Because we are. We're barely living every day. Oh, I'm so dead inside. (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, we hope you all love the new name. What are we covering this week, Jess? This is our first week as the... Barely Living Dread Girls. That's the last time I'll say it. We, Casey, the Barely Living Dread Girls, <laughs> are covering one of my picks, which is The Strangers Pray at Night. From 2018. Yes, ma'am. Such a good movie. We both love this. Uh, What was The Strangers? 2008? Because I think it was a 10 year. I think so, yeah. I think that was like the whole thing they waited... And it, okay, so um, I think it's really funny that this movie did have a 10-year gap because it almost implies that they waited 10 years between the first two movies, um, but we also can just assume they've been doing this for a while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Strangers Pray at Night uh, is the sequel to The Strangers, uh, which was, I think... Um, pretty big for the horror genre because i feel like horror was kind of waning in the early 2000s everybody was like oh it's all torture porn saw hostile blah 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 and you get this badass home invasion movie that is so quiet and so simple it is literally there are five people in the entire cast except for the two little boys in the prologue and at the very end there's just the three strangers, and it's two couples in a house, or a couple in a house, two people. Plus the best friend. Oh, the best friend. Oh my god, the golden god. He comes in. Aww. He is not in for long. He's here for a good time, not a long time. And that is one of the most devastating parts of that movie. If you know, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, there's such a small cast, and it's just this couple in a dying relationship who are um, stalked and, uh, tortured by these three people in masks. Um, they're just really fucking with them all night long, and then day comes around and they're stabbed to death. Um, I do think Liv Tyler's fate is more ambiguous, because the two boys do find her and she's alive, Mm -hmm. because she wakes up and screams, he's definitely dead. That boy dead. Um, also, Dennis, what's his name? Um, I can't fucking remember, but anyway, from Always Sunny, he's in that movie. And he's the best friend. He's the best friend, and he gets gets shot. shot. Yeah. Like, bad with a shotgun. (laughs) As as if there's a good way to get shot with a shotgun. It's not good. No. So, um, that was a ride. That movie, I feel like, is a movie that shook the nation. It did, though. (laughs) It really did. Everybody was like, oh my god, have you seen The Strangers? Oh my god, have you seen this new movie? It's so scary. And people for a long time were like, scary movies aren't scary scary anymore horror movies aren't scary i haven't been scared by anything because it's all just torture porn it's just gross it's the beginning of scream 4 it's not scary it's just gross and and then this happened in 2008 and people were like oh that was terrifying people realize that there is this new upcoming wave of horror that is like the most terrifying things are things that could really happen Mm -hmm. and home invasion is i literally have chills right now like home invasion is one of my biggest fears it's so scary. I, I mean, that could happen to any of us, and it happens all the time. I listen to um, a podcast. I'm going to shout out my favorite podcast, Let's Not Meet, um, by Andrew Tate. I love Let's Not Meet, and... Do you really? Small, small tangent. 
I only know of this podcast because of the very first time Jess and I ever hung out as friends outside of anybody else. I met her through a friend. We worked together. First time the two of us hang out, hung out, we drove to Redacted Fort Wayne for a um, Tech, Nine. Tech Nine concert. And on the way, you were like, hey, do you want to listen to a podcast? I was like, fuck yeah, do it. She put on Let's Not Meet. And I was addicted. I listened to every episode. Oh, yeah. I was listening to it on the way here. I listened to four episodes when I went to Tennessee, four on the way home. It's so good. I listened to one on the way here, one on the way home. So. I'm, like, scrolling way back into, like, deep 2022 to find an episode, like, that I haven't watched. Like, it's really bad. Yeah. So. But, sorry. You got me into that. Yay! Oh, my God. Andrew Tate, I love you. Hopefully, if you ever shout us out on your podcast, I would pass away. Big fan. Um, Been listening since the beginning. But listening to that podcast, um, it's essentially people telling these true terrifying tales that happened to them. I'm sure you've heard of the Let's Not Meet Reddit thread. They are not associated. People send these stories in independently to him. Um, but that is how it started. Uh, and it's, it's insane. Most of the stories, I will admit, are women going through terrifying situations that involve stalking, creeps you know Things like that if you are a woman you've probably experienced yeah. something very similar yeah but there are also a lot of home invasion stories a lot of like burglary stories about you know um people waiting till like people stalking a house and waiting till the parents leave and trying yeah. to break in while the kids are there yeah it's when you realize it's real it just makes this these movies even scarier um, and I think that's why to this day people still talk about The Strangers they because do. it's still even people are not... like the home invasion, those movies, The Strangers. That's what freaks me out the most. Non horror fans will say, "Oh, yeah, I've seen The Strangers. That was like one of the scariest things I've ever seen." And it relies on subtlety and these subtle scares of it'll. One of my favorite scenes in the entire movie of the first one is Liv Tyler standing. It's a very long, deep one shot. Where you're just like walking, her, watching her. She walks toward the camera in the kitchen. She does something. It cuts a like, and then you see the guy step into view. One, the baghead guy step into view. It cuts away, cuts back, and he's gone. It's terrifying. It's just so subtle. And yeah, I, I mean, this isn't the first home invasion film we've done on here. Um, Funny Games. I would kind of consider your next a home invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I a love alone version of a horror. It's funny, though, that you say that because um, I was talking about The Strangers at Work earlier because my friends asked me what we were covering on the podcast tonight, and I told them, and some of them were like, oh, I've never seen the sequel, but, like, the first one, blah, 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 we were talking about it, and my friend Taylor's like, yeah, he's like, it really reminds me a lot of funny games, and I was like, bro, don't start, don't start with me because I love that movie, but, uh, yeah, I just... He's like, when he broke the fourth wall, I was like, I know. Dude, our, do you know Cheryl? Katie's friend Cheryl, the redhead? Yes. Okay, so she texted Katie the other day. I think Katie just texted me yesterday and was like, sent me a screenshot of it because Cheryl was like, hey, what was that one really fucked up movie that you showed me where the guys came over to borrow an egg and then everything went down and traumatized the hell out of me? And Katie was like, uh, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, Funny Games. And Cheryl was like, okay, thanks. I'm not watching it. I'm just trauma sharing. <laughs> so, um, about that. Amazing. So, But anyways, we're finally going to get into so this, this movie. Is quite we a bit, this is quite a bit different than the first one. It's not, 
It is a little bit of a home invasion, uh, but it's got a much bigger scope. Instead of one house, it is like an entire trailer park kind of thing. Um, cabin park kind of situation. Um, Can I say my hot take really quick? Sure. We're both on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I know you, you be tweeting, I be tweeting. We love Twitter. I twat all the time. <sighs> you tweet, I twat. Mm-hmm. I twat, you tweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. But there's like a lot of... Um, we, I'm sure we both follow a random, a lot of random horror things. Like, the word horror is, like, one of the, mm-hmm. like, phrases that always pops up on my feed. And there's tweets going around. It's like, share your hot take of a sequel that you think is better than the original. And I know this is a super hot take, but this is one of my favorite horror movies ever. And I think this one surpasses the original. And I'm not saying the original is a bad movie. My bar for the original is up here. So this one's just right there. I love that. So that's my hot take. Um, you're more than welcome to argue that. I love what The Strangers did for the genre. Mm-hmm. I love what The Strangers did for home invasion movies. But this movie, I love, if you know me, you know I love a, an amazingly shot, artsy fartsy, like give me all of that art house camp. bullshit. Camp. camp. It's fucking camp. You guys know I love camp. It's Pride Month. Give me camp. Gay. Gay. Um, but yeah. So, that's my hot take before we get into this. Um, really quickly, my sequel yeah. hot take is Child's Play 2. I think it's better than the first one. It's my favorite. So, um, the writer of this is Johannes Roberts, which I have tried to uh, pronounce on this podcast um, before, I think. I can't remember what else he wrote that we did, but he did... Have you seen VHS 99? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he did Suicide Bid. Oh, okay. Which is the, one of my favorites in that one, because the underground stuff is terrible. Terrifying. Oh my gosh, I need to rewatch that, that one. Coffin stuff. So uh. um, he wrote that, and he also wrote this, um, and then, or sorry, he directed that and directed this. Um, the writers for this are, um, sorry, um, Brian Bartina, who uh, did the first Strangers, um, and then it was co-written by. Um, Oh my god, can uh, you set yeah. up for me? I really don't want to leave this writer's name out, because um, I can't read my handwriting. But he did write The Forest, uh, which is another horror movie. It's the one about the twins, um, where one of them went into the suicide forest in Japan, um, so the other one goes looking for her. Yeah. Um, I liked that movie. I thought it was weird. I liked good. it too. Um, so he wrote that. So uh, we've got some um, some good people on our hands. You're fine. Venkatai. Or Kate. I don't know. Um, Whatever. But yeah, all of this came together to make uh, quite the masterful movie, if I do say so myself. So, 2018, 10 years later, our three strangers, Baghead, Pinup Girl, and Dollface, as they are <laughs> lovingly known by their fans. I forgot what Pinup Girl's name was, so I called her Valentine. I <laughs> or love like that. Betty Boop, because she. That is. Yeah. Cute. But I did I did say Baghead and Dollface. Yes. Uh, so it is Pinup Girl's third one. Um, Valentine. <laughs> I'm probably going to call her Valentine throughout this, but you know who I'm talking about, the third one. I'm going to call her Pinup Girl. <laughs> um, so. Potato, tomato. Uh, well, my, one of my complaints about this is wow, there are so many production logos. That have to have their little thing. I get it. I get some of the bigger ha- things like Blumhouse has their little intro thing because they're a huge horror production. Not every production company needs its little video 
intro of people fucking rowing, and then it turns into a and then it's your production company. Because then right after that, during the opening credits, it says, in association with, and then it names the production company. It is one of my pet peeves. I cannot <laughs> I don't even stand. notice those things, because that's the time I'm getting a snack. <laughs> when I have three minutes of logos before I get to my movie, I'm just like... Yeah, that's the time I take a break and go get, like, a glass of wine, some Cheetos. <laughs> I love that. Getting something uh, out of the air fryer. See, mine's all the way downstairs. I don't have time to do all that. That's true. Um, and then it immediately goes into, much as the first one, it says, based on true events, which is not true in the first one and is less true in this one. <laughs> um, the first one it gets away with it more because, yes, there have been home invasions kind of similar to that. Nothing like that's actually happened with the bag head and the, all that. But, yes, it's that a little bit truer because, yeah, because there are similar home invasions. This is not at all true. They can get away with it because it's a movie and because, I mean, people have been murdered, you know, yeah. violently. Anything is based Stalked. off true events. Exactly. Like, so if I had a dog once, I'm like, oh, I had a, I had a corgi, let's yeah. say, and we make a movie that's, like, based on true events, and it's like, this corgi is a hero, and he's, like, running through the city, like, killing like bad guys the the true event was that i had a corgi yeah that doesn't mean it had to be the whole fucking story exactly i don't know why that was my example so i love corgis probably because there's a corgi sitting right outside that door waiting there's two of them there are two of them yeah um so the uh, opening i love it's weird though (gasps) so here's my question to you because when i'm seeing it the people wake up and there's just a person in the house. But that doesn't seem like their usual M.O. Unless are we to believe they've been, like, fucking with them all night? Well, I was talking about, like, the f- the cinematography and, like, the, the soundtrack is playing and then it abruptly cuts. Right. And you see this, like, dark, like, you don't see anything. It's just, like, a dark cut of the trailer park. Right. And then it goes into... Well, yeah, they got a knock at the door. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's their very pretty quickly after that, I guess. I mean, I think they they were probably just not showing all the details to you know. That makes a lot of sense. Not give it all away in the intro, which I appreciated. I like that we didn't see exactly what happened to the bodies until later. Right, because they are fucked. Yeah, these bodies are fucked. So yeah, they so she's she doesn't answer the door. Uh, She locked it, but too bad they're already inside. Yep. They and then are. Dollface lays next to her sleeping husband, and that's all we see until later. So title card. Yep. It's a very cool looking title card, title card, but it doesn't fit. It fits with the soundtrack because the soundtrack's very eighties. I wish it was neon. But yeah, I also wish it was neon. It just looks very Stranger Things, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it would have been so. It's too like black and red. I need like if they neon. Made it look like the pool scene. Yes, yeah. I want everything in my life to look like the pool scene. Me too. Oh, I love the pool scene. I want. I want. <sighs> To be there. Oh my god, me too. Every now and then I fall apart. Okay, sorry. I need you more than tonight. I need you more than ever. (laughs) If you let me hold me tight, I forever. So right after the title card, we get a really awesome uh, Brian De Palma-style split diopter with beautiful Christina Hendricks as one of the 
sides of the, the screen. I love her. Ugh. She's so hot. Hot She's, redheaded mom is what I wrote. Christina Hendricks is everything. <sighs> hot redheaded mom, hot dad, angsty daughter, perfect son. And we got you, the tri or the quad sect. Good family. <laughs> good they family. All, they all die. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so if you think you recognize the dad, he is the boyfriend from The Ring. Um, and also, uh, the producer of the film in X, he was, um... Oh my fucking god, Casey! Yeah. I don't want no part of this shit. Oh my fucking god! I was racking my brain, and I didn't look it up, I'll be honest, I could have easily, but I was like, why the fuck is this guy so familiar? That is, I mean, I was just saying yesterday, I was talking to one of my... One of my customers, because all I do when I'm at work is talk about fucking horror movies. I was talking to one of my customers. I was like, what do you mean you haven't seen X and Pearl? And I was explaining. This This is one of my regulars. It also used to be one of my art professors at Heron. So oh, shout out, so Kinsman, cool. if you're listening to this. That's but Because so cool. um, my, my friend Dustin had a Pearl shirt on, and it was fucking badass. He's got a great collection of t-shirts. But um, Is it better than mine? Nothing could be better than anything that you have. I love you too. Yay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sorry. They'll find out eventually. We'll we'll have an engagement Where's party. Oh, stop. <laughs> Are we gonna fuck? Is this gonna be... <laughs> <laughs> wrong website. Wrong website. <laughs> new name. New content. <laughs> we said it wasn't gonna change, but we lied. Instead of being deepers creepers, we're gonna get deeper. In and be creepers. They said the thing. They, oh, they said the thing. God damn it. Okay, anyways. So, um, <laughs> that is where you know him from. He has a much better haircut than he did in the ring. He has very greasy hair. But that was the, the time, you know? Oh, God. So, uh, we do have this family. Uh, mom, dad, son, daughter, teenagers. Uh, the daughter, they are on their way to take her to, like, a reform school kind of... Boarding school. Yeah. Um... Because, and Christina Hendricks does mention, so, uh, the girl, the teenager is like, you know, teenagers do stupid shit, mom. And the mom's like, this is more than stupid teenage shit. But then later, the only examples they give are cutting class and getting bad grades. That seems kind of typical teenage. I they did it. leave it up for loose interpretation on that. And, I, and she is smoking cigarettes. I get that. Like, we all, you know, she may be getting pretty bad. They may have tried all the other things, and this is their only option. She's obviously very fucking upset about it. I would be too. Um, but, I mean, it kind of implies she's gotten in with some bad friends, because she's naming these other girls, and she's like, their parents aren't sending them off, and she's like, I'm not their mom, I'm your mom. So you're going. I get it. You know, I get it from both sides. I'm not yeah. a parent, but I have been a teenager, so. Well, I love when they're, so, yeah, sorry. I was going to say I love when they're in the car and she's arguing with her brother in the back seat and she called, like, he calls her, like, a queef or something and the dad's like, what's a queef? Oh my gosh, yeah. What's a queef? I'm like, this is so fucking camp. Nobody answers him. Oh, yeah. And Jeff was just... like, he doesn't know what a queef is. It is pretty funny. She quit. My wife quit in my fives. <laughs> my wife. Does your wife not quit in your face? <laughs> That's not how. Then why do my why do my wife quit in my face? Does your wife not quit in your face? That's not how babies bone. Wet semen. Well then why did my wife quit in my face? Quit right in my face. 
<laughs> Everything is a South Park reference. Everything. I love Do you want to know why? Because they've had over 300 episodes. There's no way. There's got to be way more than that. So in one of the last seasons, uh, there was the um, uh, 300th episode because Tegrity Farms, he's oh like, th- uh, happy $300,000 because he made 300 grand from Tegrity Farms, but he's got a 300 on the cake. Funny story. I'm sorry for how many segues this has, but I love South Park. There are Me too. a total of uh, five banned episodes of South Park that will not be shown on TV and you cannot stream anywhere. You have to own the DVD. I own the DVDs because they are in three separate seasons. The reason that I even figured this out, I knew that there was the Super Best Friends episode that's a two-parter that was banned because of what it was. But then I realized that I hadn't seen the episode Cartoon Wars in a while because that was the 200th episode. And... Or maybe Super Best Friends was. But I was watching the 300th episode. I was like, well, I know what the 100th episode is. Because it ends with the for the war, against the war, who cares, 100 episodes. And then I was like, what's the 200th one? So that's how I figured out for myself that there are five banned episodes of South Park. Went and bought those seasons on DVD and immediately watched those banned episodes. They're amazing. And it's because all five of them, there are three actually, two of them are two-parters, uh, show uh, depictions of Muhammad. So the writers got threatened by terrorists if they didn't take it down. Oh my god. So it got pulled. That's wild. In case you didn't know, here's your fun fact for the day. I wrote, I heart Christina Hendricks. Um, <laughs> there's one really creepy shot where they're doing something. I think it's when they go to get the key or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's when the brother and sister are on the playground. And it's just like a shot where they're like, you know, the brother and sister in the shot. And they just like move out of frame, but the camera stays there. And it kind of, like, focuses a little bit. And in the very far back, you see Dollface just standing in the shadows. Yes. But you don't see her at first. It's really creepy. I love those kind of scares where... <sighs> Me too. It's, like, almost retroactive. You don't realize how creepy it is until the very end. You're like, oh, my God, she was there the whole time. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And um, we kind of skipped over this, but the premise of what this family is doing on their way to taking her to the sporting school is they're going to... Um, they're, the kids, aunt and uncle, is that what it was? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, owned this, like, vacation home slash trailer park situation. They are all trailers, but they're just, like, renovated into, like, a mobile home city. Like, not mobile, but, like, you know, one of those houses. And it's on a lake. Yeah. Is what we, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a hot vacation spot. And then, um, they said, like, what, after Labor Day, everybody leaves or something? Yes, yeah. It's, like, right after Labor Day, and they're like, why is it so deserted? Well, that's why. Because it's not a residential area. It's a vacation spot, like cabins, but they're trailer homes. Yes. And so they already called and left a voicemail that they were going to be late. Um, And so they were just going to go to the office and pick up the keys. So Um, they do. They get their key for cabin 47. I do have to tell you, this is the first... I can't believe I've seen this movie so many times. This is the first time I saw that note and realized that the aunt and uncle did not write it. I wondered, how did you figure that out? I because it's a smiley face. And also, with how decayed their bodies are, there's no way that they could have written it that day. That's true. They died days ago. I didn't even think about that. Cause when and I was then the reading, smiley face throughout, you know? Yep. I was looking at it, I was like, I don't think they wrote that. But I was like, I think it's just implying that. But that is a good catch. I literally have seen it so many times. And I was like, oh. And in case you're wondering, no, there are no smiley faces in the first movie. No. They added that for this one. But I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it either. It, add, it 
leaves little creepy calling cards like mm-hmm. that right there. I was like, holy fuck. How have I never realized that? So that was a really fun little, like, moment for me, you know? I love that. Yep. I love that. Um, so the strangers knew exactly where they were going to be from the start because they're the ones that they decided. They the cabin for them. Yeah, they decided where they were going to be. <laughs> yep, so. they're like, here, we'll leave them uh, the key to 47 and a note that says 47. And then and we're going to play. We're going to play a fun old game. And they just got kind of lucky with this, honestly. Like, just so happens that right after everyone clears out and you murder this one couple, like, that's fun. But you don't even have to move on. You just, there's a whole family coming for you. And they announce themselves and you just get to, oh, well, let's just wait here. Right. They all just look at each other like, oh, I, I are also, they serious? I think the moment that I really, truly realized it was later when they were in the um, aunt and uncle's cabin. Mm-hmm. And they listened to the voice. The voicemail hadn't been listened to yet. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So You're like, right, because she does. Yep, she listens to it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, yep. oh. I did write um, that I love that they are a realistic couple because these are both the kid actors, the teenagers are doing very great. Um, I didn't recognize the boy from anything, but the girl, um, I think she's on Pretty Little Liars, but she is the little girl in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which I don't know if you ever saw. Yeah. You scared the shit out of me the first half, and yes. then once you realize what the thing is, it's not scary but um, she is the little girl from that. I think she's great. But Christina Hendricks and um, what's his name? I always forget his name. If you don't mind, Marvin something. Yeah, um, Henderson. Mar- uh, Martin Henderson. Martin Henderson. Martin Henderson. Yes. Um, are titans of acting. And so when they are having their moments of like being a couple, when he's like you know hugging her from behind, or when they're talking about the kids. Or even when something creepy happens and she's like, no, we're going to get the kids. He's like, yeah, that was kind of weird. The acting is so fucking good that I yeah. am so in for every scene that they're in. I'm like, They make you really real. care about these characters. Yeah, yeah, like they are just such a realistic couple that truly love each other, love their family, yeah. want what's best. I wrote cute couple, they love each other. And yeah, they are just, these two actors are just so good that every scene they're in, you're like, yep, mm-hmm, I am I'm here sold. for it. Yep, I'm sold. 100%. You know, I just realized a weird thing, sorry to segue um, to something further, but when they got to the trailer and they opened the fridge and there was, like, Chinese food in there and they're like, was somebody else staying here? That was, like, never brought up again. Like, were the strangers eating the food? Right. Like, what Yeah, the maybe f- they got hungry and ordered Chinese. But why, of all the trailers, would they eat it there when they had lay of the I land? Guess maybe to be creepy. I don't know. It was a super... He almost ate it. I know. It was a super weird thing to see. Cause I didn't, I didn't think about that, because no, it doesn't come back. Yeah, I didn't get that. But anyways, um, they're getting settled into the trailer, and as soon as they get in, basically, they get a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Is Tamara home? We know that line. Absolutely know that line. Of course, she's shrouded in darkness, because one of their M.O.s is to unscrew the light so you can't see their face. Um... Because that is one of the creepiest things, is we don't see their face at all in the first one. Um, we do get a very clear shot of one of the strangers in this movie. I love that. Yeah. Um, we also get a secondary answer to that. Time old question. Time old question. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. So, after they say, I think you have the wrong trailer, she runs off into the darkness. Um, they're sitting there trying to have some family time, you know play some cards, they all put their phones up. Teenage girl's obviously very upset because she doesn't want 
to go to boarding school. She storms off. Brother goes after her. Um, I think this is when we see that really creepy shot. Yep, girl creeping in the background. Uh, That was very eerie. Um, Eventually, um, the two of them, the brother and sister, are walking around, and they stumble across uh, an open trailer. They go in, and lo and behold, some dead-ass bodies. Some dead, dead, dead. Super dead. And hello is written over and over again on the window. They're tied together. I said... You guys know I love saying this, but this is the point where shit hit the fan and it doesn't stop. Like, this is pretty early on in the movie, too. Like, that's what I love. A, a good horror movie will hit you early on and take you on a ride the rest of the fucking journey. Like, I was hook, line, sinker, they had me. You know, like, I'm, and the dog didn't die. Yep. The dog didn't die. There yep. was a doggy and he didn't die. Yep. So we love that. We love that. Um, um, this, so once, uh, they get back with the parents, they split up again. The boys go off to, a, like, check the trailer, because he, they were like, the dad needs you can't, to see the dead like, body. I need to see this, like, I don't, it's like, I mean, it would be really hard to fathom. With two teenagers, when one of them really wants to get out of it, like, no matter what, she just wants to go back home. But, like, yeah, the, the shining star of the family, though, like. He's like, no, dad, seriously. And they obviously look very distraught um but also you know they are teenagers so maybe the dad is thinking deep down like okay they might be dying but maybe i can save them if yeah. something really is happening mm-hmm. let's go see these people are dead in their guy's face is not like a face anymore it's fucking crazy but so this is one of my complaints about the movie is around this scene because they're going while they're going off to do that the girls go back to trailer 47 where they're staying and find that is it dollface Yes, because mm-hmm. Dollface doesn't, um, Pinup doesn't show up until later. Right. In the, the tube. tube thing. Mm-hmm. One of my other concerns about this movie. Anyway, um, they, so Dollface shows up, she starts terrorizing the girls, they get into a bathroom, okay, cool. I like this scene up till now, because it's very intense. They, they find their phone smashed. Yep, they find the little, like, because uh, they're in the bathroom, there's obviously, like, a little thing, uh, like, window thing on the yeah. top. So, you know, she boosts her daughter up to get out, and right as soon as she gets her daughter up on the roof, Dollface bursts through this very flimsy door, obviously. I mean, um, doors in trailers. That's what I'm saying, yeah, though. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't take her less time, because those doors ain't shit. But to be fair, they are, like, emotional terrorists. So yeah. maybe she was doing it just Because she's like, well, I'll let her. the daughter get away. Yeah, because we're going to chase her later. Yeah, but I'm going to get the mom now. So my complaint with this scene is, A... I haven't had enough Christina Hendricks yet. Don't take her away from me. And B, <laughs> I understand that Dollface has a knife, but Christina Hendricks just lets it happen. She's not Rambo. Turn around and fight her. Yeah. Try to grab that knife. Fight her. Punch her in the face. She Do just something give to up. In- incapacitate her so that even if you die, she can't go then get your child. I would have like children. Like smash the like I would have smashed the fucking mirror and like sta- I would have done anything. I mean like your fight or flight. Like but I'm also, sorry, is there a you toilet- can't fly. Is there can't- a toilet tank lid? Because I'm pretty sure that's a good weapon against a knife. You smash that into her hand hard enough, you can take a stab. You know what I mean? Like. If she's coming at you and you get stabbed in the arm or, God forbid, the shoulder or whatever, you can live through that a lot of times. 
she just gives up, man. That's one of my one things that I'm like, man, I wish she just, even if it had been like a slight struggle and she had like, they were like fighting right here and she like slipped and got her in the throat. And it's like, oh shit, that was really sudden, Mm -hmm. but it could happen. Yeah. She just didn't, she's like up, you know, reaching up for her daughter. She's like, I love you so much. And then just gives up and dies. You know, I didn't even really think about that, but that is truly annoying. Last night was the first time I thought of that. Yeah. Where I was like, this bitch behind you is not Rambo. Because, like, if it's Jason behind you You're and fucked. it's me, I'm not even going to turn to fight because like, there's nothing I can do. Just if I turn to it. fight, make it's it going to hurt worse. Make it quick. Yes. Split my throat, please. If I try to hurt him, he's going to make me suffer. Yeah. But if it's a girl my size with just one fucking knife, nah, we fighting. Oh, yeah. We fighting. For sure. I got nails and I got <laughs> fists and you got a throat and I'll punch it. Yeah. Don't get me started on I'll get hyped. <laughs> so Woo! Uh, that was so funny. Woo! <laughs> so, um they unfortunately that is the end of the mom, end of Christina Hendricks character. Um, and then we cut back to the boy and the dad. They discover the bodies. The dad is obviously like fucking the fuck out of here. Yeah. Is it his brother and sister or whatever? I, I guess it's never specified if they're related to the mom or the dad. Yeah. Um, because we really don't revisit the aunt and uncle after this moment. Yeah, no, that was it. But it's fine. I mean, I guess you could call them just a plot device, but also it would made for a creepy opening. Yeah. And creepy dead bodies and makes sense for the plot. I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. But this is where we finally get to see Baghead. Baghead is scary. He's so scary. I feel like in this movie, even more so. He is. There's like, and it's not because it's not just. It looks a like it's kind of like tucked in. He's smiling. Like yes, the smile's a little tucked, and it's just like the perfect little line. Maybe and that's why there's like, like smiley faces in it because it's more of like he's smiling. I don't know. And it's not just a bag because it's got like the little seams down the side. It's so weird. It's like a beautiful burlap sack mask. Creepy like he ass. Clear, he made this. He didn't put a sack on his head and cut holes in it. He sewed some cloth into a sack for his head. And it's terrifying. But, um, yeah, so they make a run for it, and they run back to the cabin to check on the girls. <sighs> and this scene is heartbreaking. It truly, you can feel the pain. Because, like we said earlier, like, we know how much of a loving couple this is. And... Him finding his wife. Again, he's such a good actor. Oh my god, and then like the son tries to come in and he shoves his son. It's that like in as true a true moment of like protect trying to protect his family still. Yes, in in that first moment as a human, he's like, God, the love of my life, like I'm so devastated. And then the second he hears his son, that instinct turns on and he just like drops the body. Because of course, and it like grabs his son, like, you don't need to see this. And shoves him out. And of out. course the son does see it and just a, like oh my god your mom that's the worst it really is but that scene was so gut-wrenching honestly um and then that leads into uh one of my all-time favorite oh, parts no. of this movie uh because oh fuck she is the girl the sister is running trying to get away so masterfully shot we have this long shot of her, and she's kind of, like, curving toward the camera. And then all of a sudden, she just runs into a fence. And the fence isn't in view until she, like, right when she hits it. And then all of a sudden, it comes into focus. It is so fucking good. It is so sudden. And you're like, oh, shit. 
She's fucked. It is so good. Oh, my God. Because then she turns around and uh, Dollface or probably is somebody yeah. that's behind her. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love the way that they did that. I think it's so fucking cool. Oof, spooked me. Um, so, then we get back, we get to a scene where they get into their van, because they're trying to go look, the dad and, uh, Luke are trying to go look for Kinsley? Kinsley, yes. And, oh my god, this scene fucked me up. Because they're driving, and... All of a sudden, they threw something. Like a cinder block, basically. Yeah. At like, the, it was huge and heavy and just smashed it into the windshield. And so, he lost control of the car and smashed it into a porch of like one of deck, the homes. Yeah. Like a deck. And shortly after that, when they come back to consciousness, we see that the dad had been impaled by a giant fucking Wouldn't piece of be, wood. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and had, he like, was come through the car and, like, just, like, pinned him to the seat and he's, like, impaled right here. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was Vlad the Impaler bad. Like, it was yeah. not good. Yeah. <coughs> yes. Um, so, and, of course, the son's, like, freaking out. And he's, like, what do I do? He starts trying to move it. And he's, like, you run. You don't, you don't. You need to get your sister. You don't do anything. You go find your sister because the dad knows. There's and nothing that can. again, lesser actors would have made this movie another, like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that a while back. It was it was okay. Into a movie that we're covering on this podcast because we love it so much. Yeah. His performances. And the son. Like, he's like, no, you have to go. I love you. I'm proud of you. Like, I teared up a little. He knew he was, that was the end of his life. Oh, yeah, he knew. There was no, I mean, he's impaled. He can't move. There's there are people these trying murderous to kill him people. anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then, of course, uh, very good, creepy scene when Baghead does eventually just slide into the seat next to, uh, next to, uh, Martin Henderson and just... Turns the radio on. Oh, yeah. To yeah, some good 80s soundtrack. tunes. We love it. And it's just slow paced. Like, he's just sitting there looking at him for a minute with the radio on. And then he pulls out an ice pick. And he's Here's just like... Here's my second complaint. Okay. Uh, it is very similar to my first complaint. I understand you're probably a little weak. I understand you're pinned to the seat. If you don't fucking reach those hands over and try to gouge one of that man's eyes out, anything, anything to try to help your children get away from him. Because, first of all, he's the number one threat right now, the man, just because he's bigger and stronger and, it like, likely. Yeah, I mean, you're going to die anyways. And he, exactly. He knows yeah. he's going to die. He knows he's about to kill him. I would be, because we're they're closer than you and I are now, mm-hmm. lean over, grab that bag, and just start scratching, scraping, punching. I don't care what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Just start fighting, because he has to get close to you to stab you. Yeah. I'm going to try to incapacitate him as much as I can so that he's a little bit hurt if and when he does find my children. Yeah. And both of them just kind of like, and I get he's pleading. I get that, because of course he would do that in your last mm-hmm. moments. But I also, given the way that he reacted when the son came up on the dead mom's body, he would try to have that instinct as a father to be like, no, even with my last bit of strength, I'm going to try to protect my kids. Also, though, you have to think about, like, putting yourself in the situation of the trauma that he went through, like, crashing, so yeah. probably concussed. Yeah. He's impaled. Right. 
His wife is dead. Yeah. He doesn't have probably a lot of will to live at that point. It's so true. I I I get it from both yeah. I get your perspective, yeah. but for me it's not like totally far fetched just yeah. because of like the events leading up to that. Yeah. Even if, I mean he probably has little to even no if strength. He just grabbed the pick and just like, like tried or something. Or like while he was like bringing it toward him, just tried to hold his hand back. You know what I mean? Because even that's just, like, instinct to be like, no, don't kill me. Yeah. So that, and I just wish the mom had done that, too, so. Yeah. But he showed More him that so pic. More so her and then, than him, because he is already dying. He is literally impaled. Hmm. Yeah. He did. He did. He real did. It was bad. He Baghead did. <coughs> and then Baghead politely turned the radio off. And then got out of the car. Listen. After My man could maybe use some tunes on his way to wherever he was going in the afterlife. <laughs> could have left the radio on. Oh. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, there's a vi- another very stupid scene. Um, actually, not another. It's just a, a stupid scene, in my <laughs> opinion. This is the only stupid scene, I think, in the movie. Because Kenzie's wandering oh, around, yeah. and she wanders into a random trailer, and fucking Dollface is in there. Why was she in that random trailer? That's how what did I she said. Know that she was going to go That's into what I that said. Trailer? I'm like, out of all those trailers, how? And you did know, they... someone's trying to kill you. You hear random noises coming out of a room. Maybe don't go in that room. Maybe just run away. Yeah, and you see a fucking Jack in the Box that's going off. No Maybe... Jack in the Box sounds like that. But also, like, if you, you hear it, why the fuck? They don't just. And th- this isn't that kind of movie. You this think is a paranormal else, movie. Yeah, you think someone else is just playing a prank on you that lives there? I'm gonna hide and just do a jack-in-the-box for no, funsies. No, you know who it is. Um, and the, the part that annoys me is they have a gun. The brother finds her and, like, helps I her wrote, get out. And didn't fucking shoot the girl. I wrote and yelled out loud, Shoot her! <laughs> shoot her! But he doesn't. They just run away. He's like, he's as far away as I am to the fucking camera, if not less, with a gun trained on her fucking head. After she just stabbed the fuck out of his sister. And murdered his mom. And, you know, his dad is gonna die too, and I think he knows that. Why the fuck wouldn't you want revenge? I would've. I would've shot her so many times. I would've shot her, I would've kept shooting until my finger fell off, I think. Even if there's no bullets left. Yep. And then I would have double tapped somehow. I would have stomped on her fucking face. Yep. But anyways, and I then I would have gone back the rest of those bullets and done the same thing to the other two. Because <laughs> that's the thing about the strangers is they don't have a gun. People just keep fucking up with the guns, but mm-hmm. not. But in almost realistic ways. Like yes, the kid should have shot this, but also he's a teenager. He's like sixteen years old. Yeah. That's a little understandable that he doesn't point blank shoot an unarmed woman because that woman is unarmed at that moment. Um, so yeah, I, I do kind of get that, and in the first one, they fuck up with the gun, because he accidentally shoots his best friend. Oh, she did, didn't she? Wasn't it Liv Tyler that did it? He did. It was him? Oh. Yep, it's I rewatched it, it's been a long time. But, um, it's yeah, so, that, so they go. One part of that song is, like, looping oh. over and over, it's one of those. A fucking record, yeah. Ah. Um... They go hide in an empty trailer, of course, again. How the fuck are they going to know they're in that fucking trailer? Exactly, yeah. But anyways, um, he's trying to, like, talk to her and calm her down while he's bandaging her up the best he can with, like, a fucking flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking baghead crashes. This truck is sturdy. So, did we skip the part in the pipe? 
I think we did. The pipe skater. I think we somehow did. Because I think it's before she meets back up. Yeah, she's oh, chased yeah, with yeah, the truck yeah. at one point by Baghead. She goes in, because this is the first time we see Pinface. 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 Um, pinup girl in the movie she's yeah. in the little this little tube thing on a playground and the truck lights are shining in on her she's running away and she yells uh leave us alone and then pinup girl appears and she's like we're just getting started and it was a trailer line but i think it's such a cheap scare because yes they are just fucking with them but she would have like heard slash seen pinup girl come up it just like the way it was shot was yeah, just... Yeah, because the tunnel, like, you could see the lights through the tunnel. It was like, very when it was shot behind there. her. Yeah. But then when it's shot in front of her, it's pitch black. And then all of a sudden, she just comes into bright view. Yeah. So I can, was I can cheap, understand that. I cheap think... jump scare, but the truck coming through the front room was a good jump scare that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, he drove the truck into the fucking trailer. <laughs> and now we're at my favorite scene. Uh, yeah, so she can't run... Um, cause she's, you know, all sliced up. So he hides her under one of the, um, porches on the trailer. Yeah. And he goes to, um, the office. He grabs a golf club. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. This, I love this. I love this whole fucking scene. Uh, there, it starts with an amazing crash zoom, which there have been a couple and they have all been on Luke. And it culminates into the greatest fucking crash zoom in horror cinema history. Because he's, like, running, and he comes to the pool area. Someone turns the lights on, and it's all these fucking awesome neon palm trees. It looks like a fucking party, and there's no one even there. Total Eclipse of the Heart starts playing. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I killed one of yours. How's that feel, huh? How's that fucking feel? running and we get this crash zoom where we see uh is it dollface or pinup girl pinup girl pinup girl running behind him and at the last second he turns around and happy gilmore's the shit out of that girl's face it's amazing too um it's so good right before that because the office is connected to the pool so he's in there that's where he grabs the golf club and there's like shit going off in there the slushy machine turns on and you see like uh dollface uh I said dollface, sorry. Pin up in the background there, like in the shadows, so you know it's like she's creeping. And that is what they do, man. They're just in. They're, they're always there. fucking with people. Yeah. They're not there to just kill and leave. Because a lot of people, some criticisms that I've heard of both of these movies is they just, you know, they keep letting him run away. Why do they keep letting him get away? Because they're here to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. They will kill them when they feel, when they're bored. Until yeah. then, they're just cats playing with a fucking half-dead mouse. Yeah. So, we love this scene. He hits her in the fucking head with this golf club. She obviously falls over. He bends down and reaches for the mask. Why the fuck they always want to know? Mm-hmm. Just end the bitch's life, okay? Jeff did say at this point because he tries to lift the mask, she wakes up, and then he stabs the shit out of her, and he was like, oh my god, it was his sister. And I was like, that wouldn't make a damn bit of sense, though, but that'd be a crazy fucking that twist. That would be a crazy twist, but... Yeah. Yeah, so he tries to pull the mask off, her eyes shoot open, and he stabs the absolute fuck out of her. A lot of times, but then Baghead uh, runs up. So they're they're fighting. He's pissed. And they fall into... Yes, I love He's this like, line from Luke. I 
killed one of yours. How does that feel? How does that fucking feel, huh? It's a really good line. Oh, it's a good line read from that actor. I think he's oh, awesome. So, uh, he, they, they're fighting, they're wrestling and fighting around. They fall into the pool. And this is so fucking cool because Total Eclipse of the Heart is playing. And it's got this point of sound hearing where they're dipping in and out <laughs> of the water. water. And you hear it, like, underwater, above water, underwater. It, is... it looks like they're dancing under the water. Yes. They're, like, struggling. And there's it's... this neon everywhere. It is <gasps> one of the coolest things. Fuck, it's one of my favorite yeah. cinematic moments in horror history. This fucking scene. The pool scene. I love point of sound <sighs> hearing. And it's it, done masterfully Wasn't here. it 2018 that, um... Uh, 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 A Quiet Place came out? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Point of Sound Hearing. Oh, yeah. Because it's, a, like, the go-in-between the, the deaf girl and the, um, real world. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, I, I think. Also, um, Hush. That's another one that does it really well, and I'm pretty sure that was 2018? Maybe 2019? I can look. That's funny if it's 2018. That was the year for hearing cool thing. 2016 is Hush. Okay. And let me see Quiet Place. Which, if you haven't seen that, it's on Netflix. It was directed by... Yeah, Quiet um, Place is 2018. Love that. Uh, <coughs> it was directed by... Um... Anyway, never mind. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, good movie. But yeah, we good love movies. this fucking scene. So, the boy kind of... Luke kind of gets away a little bit. And he starts frantically running out of the pool and this scene is just all of it i was like why is it so hard to run in water luke go but it is it is though yeah and he's also probably fucking exhausted from the struggle that they just went through underwater because everything underwater is 10 times more strenuous yeah and i mean a stronger bigger man is probably going to be a little faster you know and most times that's not always true obviously but but bag baghead comes up right behind him Stabs him in the fucking back. Yep. And he's just floating in the shallow end of the pool. And we get more of that sound effect of, like, when he's bobbing, like, in and out. Like, his head. He's, like, floating. But his head is bobbing in and out of the water. And you just see, like, the blood filling the pool. And, like, the thick, clotted blood coming out of his mouth. Which I loved. Because that is just so realistic. He looked so it, dead. He looked like, like there was no hope. For. Yeah. Like, it was... It was disgusting. And, and I right honestly, as soon as the movie kind of makes you think he's about to go below the surface and we're gonna cut and be like, Oh shit, Luke's dead mm-hmm. all of a sudden the music kind of picks back up a little and the sister pull Kinsey pulls him right out. Yeah, pulls him out, pulls him and puts him back in the somewhere. office. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the office and puts him underneath a little desk, kinda like he did with her. And it's like, Alright, I'm gonna get us the fuck out of here, you stay here. Um so, she's going to try to, I don't know, run she for help? She, yes, she runs out to a road. And the this p- is my third and final complaint. <laughs> so, a police officer, her they finally got a hold of... It's just little writing things. That yeah, I they finally got a hold of somebody, like, through a quick phone call of one of the phones that was working. I think it was in the office. Yeah. And that's, before, like, when... Um, Pinup was stalking Luke, yes. I think is when he made the call, and it yeah. was so abrupt, so a police officer shows up, and, um... <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so he pulls over, he gets out of the car, she's like, we need to go, my brother's dying, we have to go save him, you have to help us. Calm and, down, and calm down. As I soon, fucking hate that shit. I do hate that. 
Tell me to calm down. I'm fucking dying. My brother's dying. My family's dead. But then Dollface comes up and, like, slits his throat. First of all, they would have seen her coming up. This is a very well-lit area. They would have heard her. It just, like, it's so, like, she, like, pops up almost, like, paranormally. And I'm just like, no, we would have seen you coming. (sighs) So she does slit the cop's throat. Uh, Kenzie jumps into the car really quick. And I don't know if you noticed the ghost face reference we got. Uh, when she is in the car and she's the trying keys. to find the keys, she does yes. the keys and dangles them. Um, I did think that was really cool. We get another um, horror movie reference, uh, classic horror movie reference later. Um, so, so there's a struggle. So there's a little struggle, but then she gets a hold <laughs> of the cop's shotgun. And she just goes, and I think at this point, Dollface thinks she's not going to shoot. She's just kind of standing there leaning in, and she shoots her. She shoots this bitch, How and is she, she not deaf? oh Just my god, right? Deaf. She because f- it's in like the echo in that car, in car with a shotgun. That but is, this bitch wow. flew or out of the car. Tinnitus for life, right? But yeah, flew. And it was actually pretty fucking hilarious. The it way was. she was like blasted. Uh, so this she, is, that was pretty camp. She does knock her mask off. This is the one and only shot we've ever gotten of a stranger. I, yeah. I mean, except for when she was, like, ringing the doorbell. Like, we but could like a faintly, clear, yeah. yeah, but, like, a clear shot of a stranger, and it's just this regular blonde girl, and, yeah, we get, of course, the same question asked in the first one, why are you doing this? Why not? Um, so, of And course, she's, like, yeah. she's, like, obviously dying, and she's, like, coughing but up blood, but she's laughing, smiling, and, smiling, and it's, like, it's, why not? And, I'm and like, then you just see this, this pull-away shot of, like, her, like, picking up the gun with one arm, grabbing it with the other hand blew her in the fucking face. I said, finally! Love that. We love to see it. We love to see it. So, uh, two down. Mano y mano. Mano y mano. But I think she kind of forgets a little, because she gets in the car, is trying to, and Jeff is yelling at the TV, get on the radio and radio for him. Yeah, so she gets in the car, she's like, ah, like freaking out, like, girl, you don't have time to take a moment right now. Yeah, there's still another one out there. There will be time for therapy if you get the fuck out of there. Yep, and then we get the (laughs) headlights in the rear view, or in the back window, and then he rams into the back of the car. She's gotta have a concussion at this point. Oh my god, yeah, she hit her head so fucking hard. And he comes at her from every angle. That truck has ran into a house, a car... That truck is, should be, like, in the Guinness Book of World Records for yep. the toughest truck ever. He knocks her out of the car with a crash. Yeah. Um, and then And he starts hitting the side because he's trying to tilt, like, tip the car yeah. over. Uh, so she gets out, and there's some gas on the ground. And his truck, like, got stuck on the cop yeah. car because so of, like, like trying to, he's like, trying to, like, reverse it. Yeah. And he's just staring at her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she sees the gas on the ground. She takes out her little Zippo lighter because, you know, she's a big, bad smoker. Mm-hmm. She's like, bing. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> catches on fire, does a little explosion type thingy, and she starts walking away like the final girl <laughs> she knows she is. And the funniest fucking thing. I laugh every time I me see too, it. Me too. Me too. He starts she's driving. Away. Yeah. You just see it like slowly back up and then start coming toward <laughs> it's a flaming car but then the truck the dumbest, doesn't even explode this is my one of my least favorite horror tropes <laughs> is when you're being chased by a car and you and run, you in, a run straight in a straight line, line bitch i know me too turn because then she gets on a one-lane bridge 
to run away from a car. To run on foot. Go under the bridge or something. Like, go in the woods, bitch. That man is on fire. He's trapped in there. But eventually, the truck stops. She's crawling away. Baghead gets out, and his bag's all burned to his face, and he dies. Well, hold on. He doesn't die yet. We think he's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, because you're right. We get a fake out. We're so right. Because she runs into the road after that. Well, she limps into the road, and there's a car coming, and this lady's like, like, stops it. She's got her kids in the car. She's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And she's like, no! A truck, a pickup truck. Oh, yeah, a truck. But all of a sudden, the lady has this mortified look on her face, and she gets back in her car, and you see the shot of Baghead coming for the girl with his axe. Why and didn't she, she say something? Why wasn't she like, oh, my God, come on? I know. She's just like, nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. That's your problem. Right. She's like, I don't know you, girl. I'm sorry. But she jumped, somehow managed to get the strength. I'm assuming, like, that's an adrenaline thing. Like, you just, she just had to put all her energy into jumping in the truck bed. And he, like, hooked his axe to the truck bed. And he was, like, starting to get in there. And he was, like, raising his axe. Sir, you were on fire. There's no, there's no way. Why won't you die? But I love this. That's my Powers reference for the episode. (laughs) But, uh, the boys looked like, they had, like, baseball uniforms on, so, like, it makes sense that there would be a baseball bat in the truck bed. Yeah. And so she picks up the baseball bat and swings it so hard into his head. Yep. So he falls off. I was like, he has to be dead now. Yes. And this is when we get our, uh, other horror movie homage that I saw when she is cry laughing in the back of a truck driving away yeah very much a sally reference i think anyway oh one it has to be uh and they just keep driving for a while because all of a sudden it's daylight she's still in the back of this car and this mom hasn't pulled over to be like get out of my car you bring trouble i was thinking that too i was like where the fuck are they going (laughs) or she may be just driving straight to a hospital she's like i have to get this little girl to a hospital or maybe it was later than we realized, and the sun was starting to come up. Like, maybe it was, like... Cause they had terrorized him all night. Because they did yeah. say they were getting in really late. Yeah. And the if they assumed that the aunt and uncle would already be dead asleep, and yeah. they'd been tortured they were dead for already. What, is, uh, what I assume is hours at this point. Eternal Makes slumber. Sense. Super dead. Um, <laughs> super, super, super dead. But we're yeah, not so... super dead. We're barely living. And full of dread. So, uh, that is, uh, so, yeah, it ends with, um, (laughs) they do get Luke to the hospital. He's, like, on a breathing machine, but it's implied that he's gonna live. And somebody knocks on their, like, hospital room door, and she, like, drops a cup all dramatically. Honey, there's gonna be knocks on that door constantly while your brother's in the hospital. (laughs) But either way, they cut it there. And so, they leave it ambiguous. I think we know that they're all dead. But we love, we love the... The ambiguity and the mystery. And, I mean, it still does make sense she's going to be traumatized. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It all started with a knock on the door. Knock at the cabin. Hey. Hey. Did you see that? No. Batista? Yeah, Batista yeah. did great. He he's, is he's, actually a really good actor. I, I'm looking forward to it. Wasn't he in, like, the Guardians movies? He is, he's in all of them, yeah. He's the big bluish, purplish guy or whatever. He's um, a, I know that he's I just see a lot of the um, clips and stuff on ah. Facebook Reels. Um, but, because <laughs> I haven't seen any of those movies. 
But yeah, I think Batista is actually a really good actor. I think he did a great job in that movie. It's in my Shyamalan, right? Yes. I need to watch um, it. I like it. I really did like it. Um, my dad like re- watched it recently and didn't like it, but he doesn't like most things. So, uh, <laughs> but he does like this podcast. So, um, final thoughts and opinions. I will always love this movie. Uh, forever and ever, I will always love the first one. I think I still like the first one better, but I just really love Liv Tyler, but also Christina Hendricks. I just, I'm so happy we got to talk about this movie. Um, I would love to talk about the original someday. Yeah. You know, it's totally not out of the not out of the wheelhouse, is... but I just what I love about this podcast is that we kind of do whatever we want. We don't, like, when people ask me all the time, they're like, so what kind of horror movies do you cover? Old, new, this, that, the other. I'm like, literally everything. Everything. Like, if we sequels. Can... If we don't want to cover the original, we'll cover, like, we'll cover a sequel. We don't care. A remake. We don't we care. We covered an entire franchise in two, uh, two-part video. Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't want to cover just one of them. We wanted to cover all the screams. Yeah, and for this one, I just particularly had an itching to talk about this movie because I really wanted a reason to rewatch it. Um, and I think it's kind of in the shadow of its first one and not a lot of people either have seen it or know about it or give it the credit it deserves. Yeah, that's a lot of because people. Because they're yeah. like, well, it was different from the first or I really liked the first one. It's like, yeah, or, but this I didn't so know there was really another one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are like, so the, they think because the name The Strangers Pray at Night, they're like, well, the stri- what was the first one? I'm like, The Strangers. They're like, Oh, right. and I'm like, ah, okay. A movie but, like that recently, there's a movie in theaters right now called The Wrath of Becky, and it looked like a horror movie, so I was like, oh, I wonder if I want to go see that, and it turns out it's a sequel to something called Becky, and I was like, well, I haven't seen that. But it was a horror movie with Sean William Scott in it, so I was like, oh, well, I see The Wrath of Becky, but now <laughs> I have to watch Becky. With the good hair? Hopefully. <laughs> But, yeah, I love this movie. I'm super pumped we got to talk about it. Super pumped that we got to have our um, name review, or review, reveal today. Um, I really hope you guys like it. We're really excited about it. Yes, we are very excited. Uh, We're we're going to have some some merch and stuff coming out. Yeah. Start making some uh, doggy bandanas. Um, We're going to have some stickers and stuff. We are going to be at VHS Con. Um, the Dead Formats Convention. Dead, Dead Formats Convention, June 24th at Black Circle. Um, so if you're in the area, please stop by. We're going to have stickers, buttons, pins. Shout um, out to Noelle for putting it on and yes. letting us be a part of it. Um, we love you. Of course. Um, and then, of course, some doggy bandanas. I'm going to embroider, like, our logo and stuff. So, um, yeah, come by and get all that. Or, you know, if you aren't going to be in the area, but you're like, oh, my God, I want a doggy bandana with your guys' stuff on it. Let me know. I'll send one. I don't care. Um, so, you know, look out for that. This is our last uh, movie before the start of our Stephen, Stephen King, King summer. summer. I'm so excited. We're seeing uh, Boogeyman. Yes, we are going to see the Boogeyman <laughs> this weekend. That will be our next uh, movie that we review. Um, I am very excited to see what they do. It's a short story. That's a very simple story, so they're going to expand a lot. Uh, pretty excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um I am currently in the process of reading Dreamcatcher, a very good book, because uh, we're going to cover that in a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, I'm so excited for this summer. We are going to have a blast talking about all the Stephen King stuff. I'm along for the ride, because she, this is her wheelhouse. I'm excited to learn and experience this, so uh, And yeah. if you're like her that's just kind of along for the ride of the <laughs> Stephen King summer, you do have... 
found footage fall to look forward to afterward. Um, so we'll try to give you guys the Why do you play my thing or two man? So New uh, name, same us. <laughs> it, definitely the same us. Uh, so uh, go watch The Boogeyman in theaters so you can go see or you can watch our new episode on it. Go watch horror movies in theaters. Yes. In general. Yes, because uh, 2022 had a lot of really good horror movies. We need more to come out this year because I need stuff to do on the weekends. And we need <laughs> stuff to put out on this podcast. Yeah. So, so thank you all so much for uh, supporting us through our name change. Um, we love you all, uh, and until next week, stay spooky. Bye. I killed one of yours. How's that feel, huh? How's that fucking feel? <laughs>